Hello, listeners of the We Can Do Better podcast. Hey, Mom. We're asking for your love. We're asking for your support. More than that, we're asking you to follow us on social media. So why don't you go to Instagram? Why don't you go to Twitter? And why don't you follow us at WCDBpod, WCDBpod, and then go check us out on SoundCloud as well, starting with episode one. On this week's episode, we have a new look. FSU Women's Sports is killing it. And the Oscar goes to, well, you'll find that out later. This is the We Can Do Better podcast. Welcome back to the We Can Do Better podcast. This is episode 23. I know of a lot of things uh, in sports, number 23s, that happen to be pretty good. Uh, MJ? Uh, I was talking about LeBron James. Talk about your boy Michael. Oh yeah. We got a lot to cover in this episode. <laughs> it has been a couple of weeks uh, for several reasons that we will get to. We have been off the air. But I think it's safe to say that we're back and better than ever. Yep, we're we're back, ladies and gents. Uh, welcome back to the We Can Do Better podcast. Um, just happy to be back. You know, it feels good. It feels yeah. good sitting down. We've had a quite, like Thomas has said, a quite rowdy couple weeks. Thomas, I know, um, I know a lot's happened. A lot's changed. Something that's changed. If so, you guys would so take a logo. look, our logo. Shout out to Ellie Rogers. Yeah, shout out to Ellie. Um, my sister's friend, my sister Victoria's friend from Columbia University. Uh, Ellie actually put together uh, my sister's Christmas card um, with her boyfriend Anthony last uh, winter. Ellie is a great, she's a great graphic designer, and uh, you could follow her on Instagram. Uh, we will link her actually in our Instagram post after this podcast if you want her help with anything that you might may like she was great with us shout out to ellie yes shout out to ellie i told her that we would do that um yeah she's a big she's been a big part of our rebranding initiative uh you know we started this podcast and we kind of thought that we had an amateurish look with a picture that we just put together by buying some balls from Um, from dick's sporting good and returning them 30 minutes later yeah after taking a picture of my house um, this is definitely a more professional look. If you don't know what we're talking about, well, you do because you're listening to the podcast and the title shows up as you're listening to it. Um, it's a picture of us literally doing what we're doing now. Literally what you see on the cover is how we sit every week. The background, for the most part, is what we have. It's I actually have a Bob Ross Chia pet. It's true. Um... And that's our logo. We have that logo on our wall. So basically, what you see on the cover is what we do. And again, it was designed by Ellie. Her her at on Instagram is at Eliana Rogers, E-L-I-A-N-A Rogers, like Aaron Rogers. That's a bad man. Bad, yeah, bad woman. That's a that's bad, a bad woman. woman. Aaron Rogers is a bad, bad man, man right. Stephen A. Smith would say. But so yeah. It's just habit now. Yeah. Over here, Rogers. Stephen A. Smith. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was a great process. Uh, we're not done rebranding, uh, or not rebranding, just growing in general. Yes. You know, this second semester of the podcast, uh, we're looking to expand to Spotify and potentially Apple Music 
in the future. Um, that's definitely next on our list. What happens after that? Who knows? And uh, something I just want to put out another shameless plug. If you guys are listening, go tell your friends, go tell your family, go tell your cousins, go tell your your pets, your dogs, even though I was they can't about to say that. They, yeah. Exactly, we're on the same wavelengths here. Their pets will tell their other pet friends. Yeah. That will hopefully tell their owners, guys. If shout yeah. out, shout out to I, I, we've wow. through, oh we've gone through twenty two episodes. This is our twenty third episode. And I really haven't shouted out my cat Luna. Shout out to Luna. The best feline in the world. If you want to fight me about that, you could come to Jenny Murphy 306 in Tallahassee, Florida. I will win that fight. But, um, <laughs> he will. He yes. will. He means business. Um, on that note, on that note of Luna the cat, we are going to talk about why we haven't been doing the podcast. Actually, no, that's a really, that's really misleading. Luna's okay. She's um, good. She's good. She's I fine. I promise you she is fine. She's living it up in New York City. As far as I know. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we haven't been doing the podcast for multiple reasons. One being that um, last week, or no, the week before last, we both had multiple exams Yeah, coming up. I had three exams the, um, after that Sunday on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Daniel? I had, I had two exams um, studying up before that, and then I had a big chemistry exam coming up. Um, so that was... That was just, so we just had a, too took, much going on. We took, we took the weekend off. It was very important. School comes first. Absolutely. Um, hashtag responsibility. Hashtag striving student. Amen, brother. Hashtag working hard. You know. Okay. okay. So. Um, uh. Yeah. No. Okay. Also, uh, I went to Chicago for a wedding. Uh, hashtag lawfully Furman. Oh yeah. Uh, hashtag Shy Town. Another congratulations to Christy and TJ. Yes. Christy on tying TJ. up the knot. Mazel Tov, Christy and TJ. Yes. Yes. yes, they're now in uh, Spain celebrating their honeymoon, but they oh, they, wow. they definitely threw a wedding that I'm not going to forget for a long time. Uh, it was great being back in the Windy City, Daniel. Yeah, it was. How 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 was it going to Chicago? You know, looking all you know. I'm sure there's a bunch of sites to see. What are, what are some eventful things that that you took back from Chicago? I'm sure the pizza was great, right? Oh my god, and, and you know this. My family is from Chicago, so I've been to I've been to Chicago. Uh, Many times over the course of my 18 plus years on this earth, uh, but there's one thing that Daniel already talked about that you know, if I if I ever if I ever committed a murder, Daniel, yeah, if I ever just killed a bunch of people, <laughs> and right. I, and I was about and I was put um I was put to death, you know, by the criminal justice system. I'm a little scared now. Uh, <laughs> I would I would definitely ask for my last meal to be a good slice of Giordano's deep dish pizza in Chicago. Wow. Wow. What and if that is if that isn't a resounding, you know, you know, just plug of Chicago pizza, I don't know what is. Listen, the city Describe to me what's that what's that pizza like? What's that city like? Dude, you you get that to, and let me tell you, it's a forty five minute wait, right? You get into that restaurant, it's a forty five minute wait, but when that once that pizza comes out. Yeah. Once it comes out, you see those multiple layers. Oh. You oh. put that slice in your mouth, Daniel. Huh. Yeah. The world is your oyster. Huh. The world is your oyster. Uh, huh. You know what I don't like about Chicago, though? What? The weather. But I'm not going to talk about weather, because weather is boring. It's just freaking cold in Chicago, and I hated that. Windy City. Yeah, that too. Hashtag cold. Oh, yeah, talking about cold, I got a cold in Chicago. <laughs> he did. He got a cold in Chicago. He comes back. Thomas comes back into the dorm, and 
he he he's acting fine. He's looking a little, you know, not as you know colorful, energetic, energetic yeah. as he usually is. But I'm like, he just came from like 15 degree weather. Give him some time to defrost. And so <laughs> it was it was later that night, and he he sniffles and he's like, yeah, man. I, I, I think I got like the flu or I got, I got sick or something. And I'm like, oh my, no, yeah, please no. Daniel is the person most likely to get sick at any at literally given any given moment. second. The <laughs> fact that you didn't get sick for me is a miracle in itself. It really does because literally Thomas was like, Daniel, um, you need to go buy emergency now because I'm sick. And because I bought it last time. And I bought it last time. I bought it last time. I bought it last time. Are you kidding time. me? We ran out last time. And I went to CVS, or no, I went to Publix with my cousin. Because you bought it the first time. I bought it last time, and then you're in the third time. Nah, bro. Because, bro, I just, I, I swear I bought the other one. Okay, whatever. We'll discuss this another time. No, what the hell? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay. Um, anyways, we, we get the emergency because literally I get sick from the sight of any germ. And I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get sick this time. And it was brilliant, but you know what I was sick of? What? I was sick of being bored over that weekend that Thomas but what was did in you Chicago. Do? What did you do? Because, okay, here, here's the lowdown. And I'm, I'm going to face the same thing this weekend when you're going to go out of town. I don't even know if we're going to be able to do a podcast next week. I don't even know. When well, do you get back? I don't even know. Well, I, I plans are indefinite, but here's here's the thing. You should do it from the car. I should, yeah, we should do a podcast from the car. We'll call him. Daniel, uh, yeah, you know, I think it's going well, uh, you know, I'm sitting here on, uh, you know, I'm on I-10, uh, you know. Yeah, going down. We're, we're, we're in traffic right now. We're going west. It's, we're going to west. <laughs> <laughs> we're going west on I-10. It's a beautiful, you know, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. We're, yeah, I don't know, but We don't to town too often. We really do. It's traveling too much, you know. Um, <laughs> sights to see, people to meet, college. Anyways, nice. Yeah, I know. Thanks. That's a great characterization. I know. I'm really good at those. Um, yeah, I was bored because not only did you go out of town, but basically all of our friends went out of town, and I was stuck in my dorm alone with nobody. Literally nobody else was here except for Remy. Shout out to Remy for getting lunch with me, um, and hanging out on Saturday night. But basically, what all I did was watch this show called Shit's Creek. If you What's guys. That? It is a TV show on Netflix. It is one of the funniest shows I have ever seen because I relate to it so much. Mm -hmm. Because basically, it's about like this like really rich Jewish family, and I'm not like rich, but like I'm Jewish, and it's just a bunch of Japs, which are Jewish American princesses, yeah. and they lose all of their money. And this dad bought um, a town for his son. He literally bought a town for his son called Shit's Creek. And, um, how about that? How about that? And that's, that's the only asset they have that hasn't been stripped by the government. So they live in this motel in Schitt's Creek and it's a rundown place. And it's just so funny. The people you meet watch the show. If you guys haven't, haven't seen it, we're not sponsored by them, but we're not sponsored by anyone. Honestly, anyone just throw money at us. Yeah, please. Uh, we'll give you our Venmos literally just like if you want Venmo us. We take cash. We take cash, but we also take Venmo. Um, like I said, Venmo. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely, it was, boring. A, it was a heck, yeah, but it was a hectic few weeks in general. For sure. Uh, for this sure. week, you know, just getting back into the thick of things. I literally couldn't hear anything for a few days because I was <laughs> sick because of getting on that plane. 
but yeah just getting back finally being able to write something again for the newspaper was fun you know we went to the tennis match when was that we went on we went on friday friday night, night. yeah daniel and i went to the tennis match uh we watched the women play against number three duke uh they lost actually uh they lost the match five to two but you know i wrote an article on carlo tuli the number one singles player for the women's team um, it was just it was just a fantastic experience. Yeah, I think it's really great because it's not just one match. It's like all the matches are played at the same at the time. same time. It's insane, honestly. So if and you've never you had never gone to a tennis match at all. Me, yeah, it was my first tennis match, and I got to sit behind behind the players, and it was it was incredible. Um, you're really you're really there. You really get to see the tennis players with you know their expressions, how much they're they're putting into it. And you know what? If if one you could hear what they're saying. You could hear what the coaches are saying to them. Literally, we were sitting front row. We we heard what the coach was talking to the players. It was amazing. What what did you take from it? Because I know you were there to write the article. How did you know? Well, it was cool was it to finally see the product, you know, actually performing. Because that you know, saying that in the sense that I've. I've written multiple articles on the women's tennis team. You know, I've joked around that I'm trying to make the women's tennis team the most covered team <laughs> at Florida State University, um, and that's never gonna that's never gonna happen, frankly. But uh, yeah, no, I've written multiple articles on Anna Oparunovic, uh, Coach Hyde, and then now Carlo Tuli, and then among other articles. But it was cool to you know finally see the team at work against one of, if not the best teams in the country. And to talk to them afterward, it was uh, pretty inspiring to see uh, how the team, you know, didn't really lose sight of where they are in this season, what their goals are um, afterward. You know, I was talking to I was talking to Carla Double Double's um, partner Ariana, and she was you know she seemed very upbeat after the match. You know, just she just glowingly talking about her teammate. Everybody there, you know, it, you could tell that it's a family. And this is a team made up of, I believe, seven, or like they, I think they have eight players, and they're from seven countries. Incredible. And so, you know, they've kind of formed a family, you know, kind of based on the fact that, you know, they're in this foreign setting and they're just relying on each other to get through tennis and to get through life. So it's a pretty cool thing to see, especially when you have a coach like Jennifer Hyde, who is you know both you know one of the most intense people that i've been able to interview but she's also a great person from everything that her players have said so shout out to coach hyde yeah shout out to coach hyde um daniel and i have talked about this the women's sports at florida state university incredible second to none incredible i mean we're we won the national championship with our soccer team we won it with our softball team uh our tennis team is ranked uh, we're top 12 oh, yeah it, i mean come on basketball is basketball's top what like top 20 top 20 and they're starting all freshmen pretty much insane like it, it's it's ridiculous how good of a school that not only are we good like academically but we're also good in sports another great sports team of fsu was when we had an eight game winning streak with our florida state basketballs men's basketball, men's basketball team yeah. um that ended. It, it ended. It ended uh, yesterday against UNC. Obviously, UNC being a top ten team, they play like they're they, they can be a top five team at times. Um, their offense is just it's so it's so efficient. Um, it's 
ridiculous. Um, There's something like top two in the country in scoring. And this is a team two years removed from winning a national championship, so... Yeah, it, it's it's really tough. Obviously, when you are have a team like Florida State that's coming in, um, that almost beat Duke, I feel like we can almost beat anybody. Um, but can but we actually beat them? Is the re- That's the real question. We lost 77 to 59. Um, I don't know. What did you see from from this uh, from this this team this game? I saw an FSU team that couldn't score for their lives. Uh, they shot something like thirty percent from the field. They got completely manhandled um, off the boards or on the boards, I should say. Seventy-seven to fifty-nine loss. It's pretty discouraging. Your two biggest road um, games in the ACC. They're both blowout losses. One to UNC, one to Virginia. The good news for FSU, though, is that the NCAA tournament isn't played on the road. It's played in neutral site games. Uh, That's what we need. Which is something that FSU tends to you know, shine brighter on those sort of stages. Listen, it's one game. They, like, as you said, they won eight games before that, which was a, which was a program record. Eight straight ACC wins. One loss doesn't really deter from that fact. They're still going to most likely compete for a top four seed and that double buy in the ACC tournament, this FSU team is still on the right track. Okay. I, I, I see. I, I I like that. I like how they're on the right track. My real question is... You like that? I, I like that. You like that? I like that. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. What I like to see, though, <laughs> is Phil Kofer. Where, where, was, where was he this game? I mean, if there's any... Who? Phil Kofer. Right? Who is that? Who is that? Oh, just the guy who had two points and four rebounds in 29 minutes. The second-year senior who's supposed to be... You heard that, second-year senior. He's supposed to be one of the better players on this team. I think it's his sixth year at FSU. Yeah, no, he's 32 years. he redshirted. Yeah, he redshirted, um, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he's here next year, too, and the year after that, and the year after that, um, and the year after that. So, but to play 29 minutes and only score two points, get four rebounds, not only that, I mean... We're gonna say it here, guys. Chris Kamaji. I mean, you got you got four rebounds, buddy. <laughs> How tall is he? He's like what? Seven foot. Seven foot four. Seven foot four. Oh my god! And the funniest thing was when we were watching the game, the announcers were like, "This guy is a efficient rebounder. He can grab the ball wherever." There. Look at those long arms. I'm is like, he? I'm like, bro. He has four rebounds. Like, come on. He averages five. He's seven foot four. How many? I think he's had one or two double doubles in his FSU career. Ma, like, congrats, dude. I mean, I don't is know. Is that what a mazel tov? It's or? not. It's, it's not. I'll give him a, a mazel. Yeah. Not even. What's the difference there? Mazel is like, oh, congrats. Mazel tov is like, oh, congratulations. Okay. You know. So you're not really putting your heart in it. You're just kind of like half-hearted. It depends. You it. can you can say mazel and you can give emphasis to it, or you can be sarcastic with the mazel. In my that's how I in, in my opinion. Well, like oh mazel, whatever. You know who's a man though? Terrence Man. Yeah. I mean, oh, he he balled out, right, Thomas? Yeah, he balled out. He balls out every game. He does not have an off night. I mean, I think I think he he plays more. Thirty-six minutes. That's an, on a team that plays like ten players a game i think he's more efficient with his iq than on the stat sheet like he was making smart plays all game every, I'm, I'm telling you every single game for man it's like 10 plus five assists five rebounds this game he got 10.6 assists four rebounds so you know pretty much right on cue yeah i i was impressed with him uh i had my concerns at the beginning of the season um you weren't yeah no not not concerned uh last yesterday 
Terrence Mann balled out. David Nichols balled out. It seemed like he had range. Oh my goodness. David Nichols catch and shoot monster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, oh. it was waning, as a, as was, a one Tony Fiorentino would say. It was waning in Chapel Hill. Waning, Eric. Uh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't raining, it wasn't raining uh, for Tiger Woods in Mexico City today. It was not. It was not. Tell, t- give him the lowdown. Thomas. Listen, I'll, I'll start by saying that it feels good to talk about Tiger Woods again. I mean, yeah, amen. Amen to that. If, if, you guys, if you guys have been following this podcast since uh, the beginning, we literally devoted half of an episode to Tiger Woods. And that episode was like 45 minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about it for like a solid 20 minutes. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. We just really like Tiger Woods. I don't know. Yeah, expect <laughs> anything different. Uh, no, but Tiger finished, um, I think he finished eight under par. Uh, which wasn't going to do anything for him. Dustin Johnson finished 19 under, won his 20th PGA Tour uh, event in his 6th WGC World Golf Championship. It's pretty good uh, for DJ. Uh, But yeah, Tiger, the person that, or the only person in that 90% of people who watch golf actually care about, um, he just couldn't make a putt for three out of the four days in Mexico City. And he still managed to finish, he still managed to finish tied for 10th. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, he's, he's what, like 43, 42, 43 years old, 43 years old, he's Tiger Woods, he's 11 years removed from his last major, three back surgeries, a scandal, how, how he's still balling out and everybody still thinks that he, he was tied for third at some points, he was coming for Dustin at some points, I mean, he had one of these shots, he was in the bunker, yeah, and I think there's like a tree in front of him or something, this? this was, um, this was Saturday, this was Friday. This was Friday. This was Friday. He was in the bunker. He had to get to the green, right? He hits a shot, and his finish, his arms were, like, curved. Really? And, I, and he hit it, and I locked it his finish. I was like, that, that's not how you – that's so weird. The ball hits the green, rolls right past the hole. It was beautiful. It was insane. Wow. It was a tiger shot. I was like, this man is incredible at 43 years old. How does he do it? How does he do it? Like – it's beyond me how somebody this age is competing with guys like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka half his age. That are like half his age and way more athletic. That can, can drive the ball so far. It's ridiculous. It shows how talented he is. Yeah. There's really... It's, it's really insane. And imagine... every All of those guys, they drive farther than him. You know, they've grown up probably with better, um, I don't know, better instructors, you know, better regimen, all of that stuff. This guy can still... If he was their age now, oh, he'd, done. He, he'd be just as dominant as he was when he started playing. Absolutely. He would be blowing everybody out. Without a doubt. Tiger Woods in his prime, game over. I don't care who you are. Is it game over in Augusta? What are his chances? Oh my god. I mean, it's Augusta. I mean, that's that's like the big likes, you know? Like, does he, does he do it? I hope so. I would love to see Tiger win Augusta. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I hope so. I mean, what, what do you He clean think? up his putting. Yeah, and you know knows. how fast those greens are in Augusta? It's, it's insane. You drop that ball at a certain point, it could go to the other side of the green. Yeah. it's it's. And so when you're missing, you know, four putts within, you know, five feet. No, he, he missed like three or four birdies within six feet today. And you do that at Augusta, there's no chance. You're going to struggle to make the cut. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily the longest course, but it's a course that, you know, you're going to need a putt to win at. It's it's precise. You need to, you have precision on that course. Yeah. And luckily for him, you know, it's not about, it's not one of those courses. It's not like a U.S. Open course. You don't have to, you know, just 
drive it farther than everybody else. It's all about iron play. It's all about putting. He's got half of that locked down right now. But, you know, he has multiple tournaments before then, before the biggest night in golf. But, you know, let's kind of transition to the biggest night in cinema. Yeah. The Oscars, the Academy Awards, the granddaddy of them all. I'm not talking about the Rose Bowl, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you went to an event. I, I was studying in the Stroger. I did, yes. Club Done Under, as you know, I'm a part of, had an Oscars event. So, you know, some people, you know, we gathered up. We went to the SLC, uh, Student Life Cinema, into a room. And we uh, we watched the Oscars, you know. Uh, it was it was nice. It was really nice, you know. Uh, the movies, I'd like to... Uh, well, first of first all... First of all, yes, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, first of all, I want to bring something up. All right, because Daniel told me about this event about a week ago, and you know he told me how everybody's gonna dress up for this event. <laughs> he, he does not want me to talk about this. Um, yeah, needless to say, we did not dress up for the event. Good thing I didn't, because I would have been the only person who dressed up. But it was good. It was, it was cool. It was casual. He had started dressing up, and then he didn't. And then I didn't. I was like, uh, I don't think this is gonna happen. It's, it's, it's a good thing that you texted your friends. It's, it is a good thing I that I texted my friends. Um, but yeah, but here we as go. for the actual event. As for the actual event, I don't I don't think of any better way to, to bring out the names than to, you know, have our first segment on the We Can Do Better podcast. What is that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mazel. Wow. Okay. Mazel or Mazel Tov? Mazel. It's Mazel. Mazel. Mazel Tov. Mazel. Okay, okay. Both the same you thing. Got it. I got it. In here. You got it. You got we it. All we got, got it. it. Mazel, ladies and gentlemen. Hava Nagila is playing in the background. You feeling the vibe. I am. We start off. I like it. Sounds good. Best Supporting Actress. Mazel Tov. Regina King. If Beale Street could talk. I haven't seen it, but Mazel, <laughs> Mazel Regina King. Is, We're being honest at the. You want to take the next one? <laughs> I do not want to take that one. We're gonna keep on scrolling, folks, because right. I have no idea any of these people. Okay, best makeup and hairstyle. Okay, Ghost of Vice. Wow. I mean, come on, like Christian Bale was actually pretty darn good in that. I didn't he even, did. He did not even look. He did not even look like Dick Cheney. I saw that. No, he looked like Dick Cheney. He didn't even or, look no, no, like no, Christian Bale. What am I saying? That I saw that trailer and I told myself, Dick Cheney's playing himself. Yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't know Dick Cheney got into the uh, you know acting career business. I didn't know Dick Cheney wanted to give a negative look at his career. <laughs> yeah, honestly, wow. Pretty good, Dick Cheney. But obviously, then best production design, Black Panther, Mazel, easy, easy dub. And then best cinematography, big shout out to Roma, Mazel Tov to Roma, Alfonso Cuarón. There's so many great. I I was telling Daniel this, you know, a few hours ago. There's so many great Mexican filmmakers. I mean, we got Alfonso Cuarón, we got Guillermo del Toro, Alejandro Iranietu. Woo! I mean, not only did it win for cinematography, it won for best foreign language film, hands down. You knew it was gonna win. Mazel Tov, and, Roma. And some may say it should have won best picture. I don't know. I don't know. Best animated feature film. You knew. Yeah. Mazel no, Tov. Don't even tell Spider-Man. No, no, no. Didn't even need to drop it. It's Spider-Man, by the way. Um, come on. Best visual effects, first man, Mazel Tov. Best action. No, no, short... no, wait, wait. No Mazel Tov for that movie. I started watching that movie in Chicago. I was watching it with my cousin. I almost fell asleep. No, really? take it back. Take All right, you know, I'm gonna go with you. Didn't watch it, so I'm taking back that Mazel. Shame. But I guess congratulations. Yeah, right. 
Okay. Uh, a very close one. Best live action short film winner, Skin. One of the creators, one of the directors, Israeli. Shout out Israel. Mazel Tov. Oh, Mazel Tov. A little voice practice. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Uh, come on now. Best original screenplay, Green Book. Best adapted screenplay, Black Klansman, Spike Lee joint, Mazel Tov. Shout out to Spike Lee. Big Spike Lee fan here. Best original song, Who Would Have Seen It Coming? Shallow from A Star Is Born, Lady what? Gaga. What? She won it? Mazel Tov? Wait, who? From who? From Lady Gaga? Who, who is she? A Shallow? Uh, a Star Is Born? You know that movie no that Lady Gaga's in? No idea. Yeah, wow. Must be talented. Uh, clearly, I mean, no, I guess. Best actor, Rami Malik. Wow, or Rami Malik, I guess. I don't know. But me and Rhapsody, Mazel Tov. I thought it was a good film. Yeah. Thomas agrees. I think. I Rami, love that movie. He does love that movie. I think. I thought he was. Uh, Rami was the perfect choice. Um, was the perfect choice to play Freddie Mercury. And last but not least, the winner of Best Actress. Oh, just kidding. Not last but not least. That's not last but Best Actress, Olivia Coleman. That was a surprise. Mazel Tov. She thought favorite. it was a surprise. She did. Her speech, she was, she was flummoxed. Again. Two more. Best Director, winner, Alfonso Cuaron. Right? We talked about him. We caught. Enough said. Best Picture, Mazel Tov. Surprise Mazel. Green Book. It's an upset, baby. It's an upset. From all of us here at the We Can Do Better podcast, um, I hope that you're not upset that we didn't have a podcast for the last few weeks uh we hope to bring you another one next week um good night